that we had a lot to talk about with this Gator football team, but everything continued to happen across the country. And look on the TV right now, and Brian Kelly's talking as the LSU head coach. And certainly we know what happened uh, out in Cali. And still wait for uh, the rest of them to fall. So we'll, we'll do that. And uh, preparations continue to happen for uh, the new Gator coach to get here on Sunday. When uh, all that stuff comes out, we'll certainly let you know and be able to uh, to hear from a guy that I think everybody continues to be excited about. It's been fun to just uh, have conversations with, with not only the, the fan base around here, but just people nationally as you uh, you start talking and learning more and more. This is uh, an individual that is going to bring a lot of excitement to Gainesville and uh, a lot of ideas that I'm not sure were, were necessarily a part of the uh, the previous regime. So we'll see what happens. And then, of course, uh, the rest of the hires and who stays, who goes, and what inevitably happens to this program. So a lot of football talk. As you can imagine, Jeff Cardozo here with you. Pat Dooley is uh, on another show right now. He'll be over in just a few minutes as we get ready to talk. And if you want to do so, you can. 392-8255. Will is producing today. So call him up, say hey, and we will uh, chat. We'll uh, also be able to watch Florida-Oklahoma tonight. Should be uh, another fun basketball game for this uh, this Gator team who is trying to move to 7-0. and The last time that happened in uh, Gainesville, 2012-2013 season. It's only happened five times in the program history. I think Florida basketball has been going for like 105 or 6 years or something like that. So coming off that really big win over Troy, I, and Mike White was really, really happy with that. I think when you look at what they did in, in beating Ohio State, who beat Duke last night, you certainly think that uh, the Gators can potentially compete with some of the best when it's all said and done. But they'll have to continue to play well. It's uh, an Oklahoma team that's scoring basically the same as as Florida is. They're actually, field goal percentage-wise, a little bit better. They're scoring defense a little worse than what Florida is. But, you know, this is uh, a Gator team that's got those two quad one victories already and beaten uh, Florida State and Ohio State, and that'll continue to go and move around and do some different things. Um, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch. I mean, you, you, you get... Flanders starting for the the first time last week, and he got a, eleven and six rebounds, a couple of assists, and you know they're they're just they're playing hard, they're doing what they're supposed to do, and another somewhat big name opponent tonight, and we'll see if the Gators can uh, can handle it up in Norman. You can of course uh, watch it or listen to it right here on the station. Eight o'clock tip will uh, be when that happens. Oklahoma six and one, so another uh, tough test. For the skater squad, so both of those things to uh, to certainly talk about, and then the uh, the national scale of what is uh, going on with all these coaches and the money, and just uh, absurd to think about it. And I mean, I don't I don't know who has more money, all those guys or uh, Pat Dooley upon retirement now is just invested properly and yeah. doesn't even need to be here, but he decided to show up today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm loaded. Um, it's interesting this Oklahoma game because can you imagine what what it's like in Norman right now mm-hmm. with Lincoln Riley leaving and they they don't know who their coach is and recruits are banding them and now they get a basketball game and they're supposed to get all excited about it. Uh, Oklahoma is a, um, they're they're a pretty good team. They got a couple of big guys a transfer from Eastern Kentucky, uh, Eastern I'm sorry Washington, who's um, 
that battle between him and um, Colin Castleton will be fascinating. And uh, they've got they, but again, they've not played. They played mostly mid. I mean, all mid majors so far, mm-hmm. and they lost to Utah State, I believe, and just barely beat UCF the other night. I actually watched a little bit of that game. So the, they're you know again, Florida's going to have to go and pl- and defense travels. That's the way they talk about it. We'll see if th- th- their defense travels again, but uh, you know. But, but and I think that's the interesting matchup because what Oklahoma does really, really well is they shoot, make shots. Yeah, they make sixty-one percent right on two pointers, which is second in the country behind Gonzaga. So they they don't miss a, a ton of shots. Well, and a lot of that probably. I mean, again, I've I've watched a little bit of one game, but they probably go down low a lot. They probably go inside a lot with a big guy. They've got a lot of big players on that team and a lot of guys that play a lot of minutes. So uh, it'll be, um, you know, but again, Florida does too. And it'll be interesting to see on the road, hostile environment, what, how long the bench is for Mike White. Mm -hmm. Because obviously the FSU game, it was very short. Uh, Other games, he's he's stretched it out. We'll see in this kind of a game uh, whether he does or not. Yeah, first uh, technically big road test. Yeah, I mean neutral sites didn't necessarily matter. Yeah, no, I mean, but you know, it they've got two quad one wins already, and Mm -hmm. Ohio State beats Duke Duke. last night. You know, which I'm sitting there. Why? Of course, I go to bed because I thought Duke Duke looked really good in that game early, and I'm watching. I'm like, Duke's gonna kill him. I'm going to bed. I all of a sudden at twelve, my phone rings. Kelsey, Dad, does this mean we're number one now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work quite like that, but it's not out of the realm of possibility if they keep winning. Now, they're not, are they the number one team in the country? No, they're not. They're they're a flawed team as well, but you know they got a chance to be good, and we'll see how good they are. And again, tonight's game is a big game. It's a chance for a, a quad one win. They've got the FSU wins going to hold up, even though they got pummeled last night, but they got pummeled by the number two team on the road in the country. Um, and that Ohio State win got that much better mm-hmm. uh, last night. So you get another one at Oklahoma. That's Oklahoma's not going to get out of this top 75, and that's what makes it a quad one win uh, when it's a road game. So big game to try to steal a win, however you get it. Big show ahead of us. We'll take a break. We'll uh, get the phone lines going. Again, 392-8255. If you want to be a part of things, you are listening to The Tailgate. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jolie Katzen. The undefeated Gators basketball team travels to Oklahoma to take on the Sooners tonight at 8 p.m. The Gators are coming off of an 84-45 win against Troy and look to continue their six-game winning streak against Oklahoma tonight. Live coverage of the game will be right here starting at 745. The women's basketball team is also playing tonight in Fairfax, Virginia. The 6-2 Gators will take on the 5-3 George Mason Patriots at 7 p.m. The Tampa Bay Lightning fell 4-3 yesterday against the St. Louis Blues on the road. The Lightning will have their turn in this home-and-home series tomorrow in Tampa. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, 
Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I want some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our old cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator Athletic Games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back, carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. That is us. Happy to be back with you on a Wednesday edition of the Tailgate. Phones are cranking, and uh, we're 
Going to start taking them as Steve will kick things off here on a Wednesday show. Steve, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, commenting on a couple questions. Um, my comment is I, I think these salaries at USC and, and LSU are, are ludicrous. Um, I mean, LSU, is, it's just basically salary and, and bonuses. But USC, I mean, to purchase both homes for – half a million dollars each above their price uh and then purchasing uh a six million dollar home in la which of course in la jeff your house in la is probably worth six million dollars <laughs> yeah yeah let me put a let me put a time out on this it turns out that's not true it turns oh, out I didn't... yeah that and i just read this story that turns out that this was put out by some guy who's not a journalist he's just a a fan and he said all this stuff and he had heard this and it and so they the the writers out there and uh norman checked with the realtors and they go that that's not happening that's not happening at all so you know this is kind of the, the stuff that drives you crazy during coaching searches usually it's oh this guy's in town looking at a house or his wife was in town <laughs> kind of like chip kelly's wife was in her girlfriend or whatever she is but no that it, it turns out that was just uh that was just made up. Oh, I, I did not know that. What about the house supposedly they were buying in L.A.? That I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still <laughs> it's still pretty ridiculous in, in my opinion. Um, uh, a couple questions I have. Uh, I, I might have missed it. Um, have they put out a Billy's uh, salary yet and, and benefits and stuff? No, no, my gut is I'll wait till after uh, till Sunday to do that. Okay, but they don't want to distract then, anything from his game. I understand, and, and and I I think that's good, and I appreciate that. Um, my last question, and I'll hang up. Um, uh, Jeff, you you were pretty close to Dan and, and with him a lot. Um, uh, did he know at very least on the way back from Missouri, and maybe even four before? That, uh, that it was inevitable, and I'll hang up. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Stephen. Um, I, I, I think he felt that he knew he was in trouble. It was possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, his his demeanor and stuff after Missouri was, I think, different than any other time that I've seen him or been around him or talked to him. I mean, he he was obviously pissed off. I don't think that he expected to to lose the game again. But I think he he then knew with with some of the stuff. I I guess I the the hard part with that and and I the, the same way McElwain went out. Like I think there was some very easy obvious things that could have been said to help change the mindset of the people in charge and just make it look different. Like there was just there was never any like like. He got asked in that press conference in Missouri, he's like, do you want to be the head coach at the University of Florida? And he, and he says, I, I love being the Florida head coach. Like, what would your answer would have been? Like, if you want to be there and you want to stay there and you're trying to say something to the athletic director to make it known that you want to stay, you, you don't just say, I love being the head coach of the University of Florida. No, you, you say, we are going to turn this thing around. Uh, we, had, we had one slip the first three years we've done pretty well we know what we're doing we're going to get this turned around we know we have to make changes we've already made a couple of them and we're going to make more and uh we're going to you know obviously maybe i got 
too full of myself. I would have said something like that. Yeah, you know? I mean, and the me, Gator Nation would have gone, "Oh, thank you for right. finally admitting that, and that's, it." Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing. Or if you know, if McIlwain would have been like when when we got done doing the show during the week, we'd go into this other room and we just we'd we'd just sit there and talk for 20, 30 minutes about Jimmy, Jimmy Garlic life in general. Brought in garlic knots, <laughs> brought in a beer, and and he would sometimes just sit back and throw in a dip. Yeah. And, like, imagine how many people around here would have loved to see that side of Jim McElwain, the dip oh, yeah. beer-drinking I mean, guy. I I saw that down when he had his, uh, the like, the pro-am portion of his tournament, the the uh, scramble, down, but they had it down at Adena. Mm-hmm. And we were down there. We, was it you and I were down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to remember the history of my radio career, but um, yeah, and we were down there and we had a great time and talking to him. But you know what? Every once in a while, you'd ask him a serious question about personnel or something like that, and he would just he would give you the big runaround. And I think that was kind of frustrating at times. I mean, you, I I would be in a tournament, golf tournament, and he would be on on another tee, and I would just say hi to him, and we 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 get along great. And then I say, hey, I hear Treon Harris may move to receiver, and I mean, clam up, boom. Go go away. He just didn't want. He didn't want anybody that wasn't a coach or connected to that program in a direct manner to have anything to do with that program in any way. And that and and he just circled the wagons. And that was, I think, if he had just been himself and been, um, I bet maybe that is himself. You know, like when you say, well, you know, maybe if. You should have been yourself, Dan. Well, he was being himself. Well, I, I think Dan was always himself. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think he ever changed. Well, he probably should have. Yes, I agree. All right, see what Ryan's got. Rhino, what's up? Hey, happy Wednesday, fellas. You too. I haven't really got to chime in with y'all since the weekend, and a couple of, just to hit on a couple of things that has been brought up. Some from the weekend, and I've said this so many times. I don't know if people have been complaining about the whole. RG3 and Mark Jones and the coverage and everything. And I don't know why this is 2021. People ain't figured out how to sync their phones and Mick and Lee up because it don't get no better than Mick and Lee. I know you sit up there next to them. And this week especially, it was like a comedy routine up there, man. I know you were listening, Adam, talking about that Steve Mullen or whatever, that uh, ACC head Yeah, the, the referee. Loving, loving to hear himself talk and the, all the reviews and the monitors yeah. and of course, that never-ending fourth quarter, a buddy of mine was like, God, this is like the season, like the worst season ever. It comes to an end with the longest, worst fourth quarter ever. So, but That people, was. Like, it was kind of the epitome of those two programs, where they are right now, <laughs> and that right? they just wanted to show who could suck the most. <laughs> it's like, no, it's kind of like the chipmunks. No, you go for it. No, you win. No, here, you win. But, yeah, it was uh, – but, yeah, those two jokers, like – um. If Mick and Lee weren't an option, I would have been sound down, like you say you do, Pat, because oh, yeah. I've heard enough out of them cats before. And earlier this year, like um, watching SEC Nation and RG3 was doing some game and Laura Rutledge, she, they went to him to get something. And I, I really don't remember what he said. And I thought, that's the most moronic thing I've ever heard. A guy's <laughs> supposed to be an analyst and has played the game. And I was like, this guy. And so when the game – it was starting. I told my wife. I said, "Well, I can assure you, I ain't listening to nothing they got to say." Well, he's got a RG three's got a book coming out, so I know you want to go to uh, to Barnes and Noble or wherever and and get it, get a, a pre order. Be, be yeah. a good stocking stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, actually, it's funny you say that because on a national show this morning, they were cracking on it. They said he All wrote right. some book. And it's coming out in August. And they're like, oh, you're teasing it now? And it's called Surviving Washington. And these guys, two of these guys played in the NFL. One of them played for Washington. He goes, bro, you survived cancer. You survived being in a war. If you played in the NFL, you were blessed. You weren't surviving. He's like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing this guy's got to say in this crappy book about surviving Washington. So, anyway, off of that. But And the other thing, Pat, you know, you've talked about saving quite a bit. And my wife, I think it was this week as well, um, leading up to the game, they had a story about them and the national championships. And every time they've won one, they've built a Habitat for Humanity house. It kind of started after that tornado ripped through, you know. And, right. Um, so now they're – yeah, it's called it. So obviously, Saban hasn't been there for all of them, but they built one up to that point. So they're, they're like 18 for 18. And my wife's like, well, I want Alabama to win a national championship now. I'm pulling for Alabama. So, uh, but yeah, it's just that's something else. Uh, but I, believe I me, I'll be pulling hard for Alabama on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm, this is the scariest and the closest we've ever come to Georgia, maybe breaking that 40 year curse. And it is going to be god awful if somebody can't mess around and beat them. But. But yeah, I agree with you, and I hope that from everything they're talking about Napier, that he does follow in that suit of maybe the whole process, and he calls it the journey and the CEO mentality. And I mean, golly, they say he's just a football junkie, and it's like kids in, in football is his life. So maybe we'll get that dude. Let's hope that we get one of those guys here for start winning us some championships. Yeah, something's got to change. They just haven't had the consistency that you know it takes, I think, to be successful at, at a top program. Switching it in and out every three, four years is not ideal. Get a guy that builds it the right way, sustains it, and obviously gets guys to, to come here and just keeps rolling them in from one to the next, like we see in a lot of the other sports around here. So it's uh, yeah, let's hope he can yeah, build this one. He, hopefully, he can do it. Yeah, and then last thing, and Jeff, I know you hit on this Monday, but uh, um, but my God, I, every time this happens, I, I feel bad for you because I I, I know that. 40-ish where you're at, you still could probably go out there and get a couple of outs and uh, to see Max Scherzer at 37 get $40 million. I'm like, oh my goodness, my man, he's going to be 40 and he's going to be pulling down 40 mil at the end of that contract. And we know how baseball goes. I mean, that's guaranteed money. Yep. It's like, it is mind-numbing. I mean, him, you know, him and DeGrom it's be a nice little combo, but we saw what happened to him last year. I think, you know, when a guy's hitting up, has the dead arm, like I don't know what they're thinking doing that, but um, but I tell you, I'm getting a little nervous. You talking about how the folks in Norman are feeling right now, Pat? I, I'm I wasn't worried at lick about Freddie, but now we're coming up against this lockout tonight and all yeah. the the what's going to happen with that. And I, I know the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Dodgers are yep. all going to be coming after him and throwing big money at him. And I'm like, I was just knew he was going to lock something up, and now if he don't get it locked up before. Tonight, basically at midnight, we're going to be waiting for months to know what's going to happen there, and that that just sucks. Yeah, no, it it's something I I thought would be done by now. It's not done, and that's a concern. Uh, whether he may just be wanting to, you know, think it all the way through, and he, I think he wants to stay with Atlanta. But I know that the six year was the one of the issues that uh, the Braves didn't want to give in on. Obviously, go give him give him the money. Just give him the money, okay? Right. Yeah, Pay the man the money. Yeah, because we know we pulled off some great acquisitions, and, 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 and Alex has done it again. He's pulled in some relievers from the guys that he had, had to have to spend all the money on. So, man, just we got to spend the money. I, I just can't see him in another uniform. But anymore, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. So, but I'm, I'm a little nervous. I was hoping it would be done. 
There's still time, I guess. No, I mean, but, I... Yeah, no, yeah, it's... it's I'm just it's, waiting. It's a waiting game, but I, I think inevitably he, he will come back. He understands the importance. Atlanta understands the importance of what he means to that organization, so we'll... Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I, I, there is that romantic side of any any baseball player, no matter how much they how much they love... Like how much Freddie Freeman loves the Braves yeah. to go play for the Yankees, to put the pinstripes on, or go play in Fenway Park, eighty-one yeah. games. You know, there there is something there, um, and you know, I, he also, if if I was him, I would at least be considering this. The Bra- what the Braves did last year was a miracle, and they're probably not going to do the same thing again this year. You know, they're, they're going to be. I I think they'll contend. I think they'll it'll be interesting to see who wins the East. But to win the way they did and uh, was just amazing. It's still, I yeah, still. But they, not, but they won without Acuna, I, I, who was I, the MVP at the time. I, I know when he got hurt. That's so, what I'm saying. Though. Right. So it has to be even more positive. Maybe. Maybe it's not. Yeah. We'll see. They're gonna they're gonna be the, one of the contenders. But anyway, hey Jeff, I know you're out next couple of days, so have a good nice long weekend. And tell me what, what do you think about Alabama Georgia? You think I, I don't think Alabama can get it done? No, nah, it'll be tough for for them to pull it off. But I mean, it's hard to count against Saban. That's we'll see. The, that to me is the number one thing that they do have, and they have a better quarterback. You know. Oh yeah. But um, they got. It's going to be hard. I it's going to be hard to see because let's face it. For three plus quarters, that same quarterback couldn't do anything against Auburn's defense, which is not known for being a great defense. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they they had that ninety what was it ninety five yard drive to tie the game, which was amazing. Yeah, but less than two minutes and yeah. like no timeouts and one timeout. But the thing is, to run those plays earlier. <laughs> and they've always been strong is up front, and they, you know this year by all accounts their offensive line ain't that good, and Georgia's got the deepest and most physical athletic defensive line in the nation so yep. it, i think it's gonna be a long day for mr young we'll see if he earns him Heisman, that heisman or not it'll he, be interesting he can win the heisman saturday yeah. I, I i'm even though right now he's kind of below he's in that second tier guys for me uh because he had the heisman drive you know uh and right. then if he goes out and he lights up the best defense in the country yeah then he's worthy he, he may walk away with the heisman certainly so all right ryan thank well, you right, man Dennis. Thank you, man. Catch Appreciate you it. We'll get a break. Come back and keep it going. It is the tailgate powered by Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. 
Gentlemen, listen up. Your lady is letting you watch football, go to tailgates, and hang out with your buddies every weekend this time of year, so you need to show her some thanks with something that'll make her smile. And what's better than jewelry? Oaks Jewelry is the place that'll create that smile with their amazing selection of diamond studs in every price range. They'll look amazing on game day with her gator tee and jeans, or how about date night paired up with that little black dress? Now show her you're a stud and get that special something just because. Oaks Jewelry, making North Central Florida smile for more than 30 years. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in north-central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there and the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong with my new train variable speed system the temperature has evened up throughout the house there is much lower humidity and the unit is even generator friendly if need be so if you need your ac unit looked at call crystal air at 333-0460 because they aren't comfortable until you are from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update Under mostly clear skies, lows tonight not quite as cold as last night, only falling into the upper 30s and low 40s. Chilly, sure, but not as cold or frosty. Tomorrow, highs climbing the upper 60s to low 70s with mostly sunny skies. Even warmer weather is ahead Thursday into Friday with highs topping out in the low to mid 70s. Could even be above average for a change. From the UF Weather Center, meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Brian Kelly's departure. I just feel like it's cowardly. There are kids on this team who still feel like they have a shot, that they can make the college football playoff. And if it does happen, now you're telling me it could be held against me because my head coach took a bag somewhere else and couldn't even stay on board just for another month in order to see if we have a chance to do this? I think that's cowardly, man. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Let me ask you this question, Jay. Who do you think is right now being more vilified by his fan base, Brian Kelly or Lincoln Riley? Brian Kelly. Because they had a chance to be in, yeah, the, be playoffs. in the playoffs. And to walk away from that. Yeah, and, 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 then, and then to, to stand up in front of the media and basically say, we want to get the players that can win a championship. Not those... Not those slugs that I had back at Notre Dame. Yeah. And then saying, I want to be on the Broadway stage or whatever he said today. Yeah, it's not a... So... But, but you know, Lincoln Riley is taking all these recruits with him and... But that's fine. I mean, that's what... You're allowed to do that. You're allowed, but do you think... I mean, if you're a fan of Oklahoma, you live and die with Oklahoma, yeah. and now your coach has abandoned you... And and he's taking recruits. I mean, you probably aren't a big fan of his right now. No, but na- nationally, Notre Dame is a bigger name brand, so there's probably more Notre Dame fans. Yeah, that's well, close. That are moaning about it. Will Farrell's probably happy though. He's got Lincoln Riley. It's true. He'll take it. All right, we'll uh, see what the Hoosier Gators got for us today. Hey, Hoosier Gator. Hey guys. Hey guys. Uh, Want to go over something? I guess. Uh, over the past couple of days, I've been reading some stuff about uh, stuff on social media the players have been putting out there, and I wanted to discuss that a little bit. I think it goes back to seeing what Strickland was talking about about the culture of the of the program, mm-hmm. because some of these things you've seen is uh, you've seen uh, Diabate talking about how bad the food was. Uh, you've seen Copeland talking about he needs money to get his car out of hock because it was towed because he's parking the wrong place. Uh, a couple other guys had. Uh, uh, locks put on their tires because they're parking the wrong place. And I think it goes back to the 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 culture that Mullen had set up there was of entitlement. These kids are entitled. They and I think it shows on the field how entitled they are. They're all about themselves. They're out there pounding their chest because I made a tackle or I did something uh, one time in the game and I'm a, I'm a superstar now. And I think it's the mentality now of this team. And things I've read about Napier is that's not going to fly. Uh, he'll clean house because. Uh, a couple of guys that are, are, are insiders that uh, Louisiana I heard today on a podcast, and they said they won't put up with this stuff. They said he's ran plenty of kids off of the Louisiana program because they're not buying into the program. They're not about the program. They're about themselves. So I think these kids are really in for a rude awakening. Some of them, not all of them. I'm not saying all of them, but there are, there are, there's a few kids on this team that need a wake either a wake up call or they need to they need to find somewhere else to play because uh, that's not who Florida is. Florida's no. not about them. It's about the university. And, and I'm so sick of reading about give me money, and, and they're just so entitled. And, and it's just not – it's our generation or that generation, but it's not it, – that's not the way it is in Alabama. Those kids those kids are not like that because they won't let them be Right, like they, he straightened them out so, right when they got there. So, no, I, I exactly. completely agree with this you. Like the, Some of these guys are for in there for a rude awakening, and I would assume that after the, the initial meeting and after some of the stuff that's done and how he comes in and sort of – puts that into place and guys aren't able to do that i think you'll see a couple extra probably leave and and that's fine because obviously we know that something was busted this year and i think uh, a lot of it is due to part of that and you know we there was just yeah you're right i'll I'll just leave it at that it's just frustrating to read 
some of the stuff these kids put out there, and, and they believe it's, it's it. It's stupid. Think, I mean, like, yeah, you shouldn't not, be treated any differently than any other student. If you're not supposed to park there, don't park there. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like if you can't follow those rules, then what, how right. do you know they can't follow the rules of the football team or the or the or the plays that that they're given? They can't follow the uh, the scheme of that, or they can't. I mean, if you or can't avoiding false starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's just frustrating, and and I hope some of them can adapt, and I hope they can they can stay on the team because uh, some of these kids are talented, but they have to get this this mentality of that generation that it's all about me. Out of their out of their head. I mean, it's 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 a team. Football is a team concept. It's not an individual. If they want to be an individual, play golf or go play tennis or or, or whatever. It's probably the most uh, important team out of exactly. Yeah, because you got to have eleven. Yeah, doing it instead of but, five. So, uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting that 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 we keep hearing this out of Strickland's mouth, and I think the more that things keep coming out, the more we're seeing that 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 may be why the you know why the program started going in the direction it started going because in the beginning we had players that were not his players and now towards year four now we're seeing a lot of the players that he brought in and it just makes you wonder when he recruited these kids did he know that or is it something that was that was let go by when they got there i don't know yeah well i mean Uh, jacob copeland was a risky a risky recruit it was a four star but there was you know there was a lot of baggage there and I think that um, he hasn't really lived up to his four star so far um, if he if he comes back or not. In his mind he has. Well yeah he thinks he's great. Yeah. But you're right about the entitlement I mean that whole yeah and again I this is old man yelling at the moon because it's too bright but (laughs) I mean these guys taking scooters to and from practice I, I just wanted to yeah, that, that kind of ticks wanted, me off. I wanted to take like a something and stick it in the spokes and make them fly off or something. Yeah, I know. It was. It's, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Right. Guy guys in full pads driving SUVs. Now I'm yeah, guessing yeah. that they were one of the people that parked in the wrong place. You know, probably probably. And and they, if you read what they say, it's like it's like they're in the right. It's like oh, yeah. I can't believe they're doing this to me. I'm they're like, supposed really? to be treated at a different. Differently than other students and yeah. other people I mean, in the, yeah, what, in this like, community, you just you, you sound so moronic or yeah. look so moronic by putting it on social media. Like you're just like you're an idiot. Like what are you doing? Like you, you're yeah, you're like, not different. Like, I, mean, I was a student athlete here. I, I shouldn't have been treated differently, and I wasn't treated differently. Right. Well, yeah. my son played baseball in college, and, and he didn't get special treatment. No. And well, and again, if you, look, what Jacob, you I, I got news for Jacob and all these other guys that are complaining about. You know, need money and everything. There's NILs out there. If you're not getting them, there's a reason. You know, I mean, and I think maybe Florida needs to do. Was it Texas? Yeah, Texas today announced they're putting all this money into into NILs, and they're basically going to start. They're basically going to start paying their players. Yeah, you know, like ten million dollars. Yeah, something, I think I saw. Yeah, so, something crazy. Yeah, so I mean, maybe Florida needs to do some of that, but at the same time, man. You know you you can't win without discipline. And look, you if you don't park in the right place and you get a ticket, you're you're just being undisciplined. And that this right. we never saw discipline, whether it was route running, whether it was false starts, whether it was not taking a swing at a guy or pushing a guy or whatever it was. Fifteen penalties in one game, thirteen in another, nine when you lose to Missouri, which were crucial penalties. 
I mean, that that's I, I the, the thing I love about Billy Napier, and I haven't even met him. 32 penalties, yards and penalties a game at Louisiana last year, this year. Yeah, I like that. Right. I like well, that stat. Well, the thing is, you talk about the NIL. I, I, I agree that you know I'm I'm on board with that because I've all, I've already you know got it with the collective. I'm on, on I'm on board with that. Good. But I don't want to pay these kids to for uh, to have their cars towed or, or or pay for their cars being towed. That's not where I want that money to go. I want those to go to kids that are hardworking kids that hard work in school, they hard work on the field, and and they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Not for some kid that's that's out screwing off. And and he wants someone to pay his his towing cost. No, that's not what that should be for. Agreed. All right, who's your Gator? Appreciate it. So, talk to you guys. Yep. Th- thank you. It's uh, Snag John. Hey John, what's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Kind of piggyback on this previous caller. I mean, you know, we talk about neighbors coming in. He's going to have structure. You know, be a disciplinarian. Well, we had two previous coaches talk about Muschamp and McElwain. Muschamp didn't he kick off Janoris Jenkins? I mean, that was yeah, that he was did huge right there. I mean, to do that and that set a presence for him, you know, going his second year, going you know nine and two or, or ten and one or whatever we went. Muschamp, then, here's the thing of, about Muschamp. Muschamp had everything you're looking for in a coach, except the one element, which is the inability to get offense to to allow his offense to take risks so that and 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 he would pr- protect the defense because right. he was a defensive guy and that was his fatal flaw you know he he you know he was very much a disciplinary as you mentioned he told Janaris Jenkins who, uh, you're talking about a great player who's still in the NFL told him you know you're out of here cuz Janoris Jenkins said to him, do you know who you're talking to I mean, I'm I'm not disagreeing with that aspect, but I'm just kind of cautioning these people that just because Napier has all these formulas, that just he'd caution, you know, like the the structure with McQueen, you know, you know, feeding the players, you know, come up to my office and have a peanut butter sandwich, you know, just I mean, is that a little bit of structure? I don't know, but I'm just saying before we get all high and mighty and they think that this guy's going to be you know great what if he goes 7 7 and 5 next year which i could see easily, easily three games or loss but he has structure and he has disciplinarian action are are, are Gator fans going to be happy with that that's what i'm no. that's what i'm asking look th- right now i think florida fans are pretty happy i think their le- level of happiness went down a notch when Brian Kelly went to uh LSU and because yeah, I mean, they, Lincoln Riley wasn't going to come here, obviously. Uh, but Brian Kelly, I you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some Gator fans are going. Wait a minute, why don't we at least call him? Okay, I I mean, maybe they should have known that he was interested in getting out. But I don't know that Florida wanted to pay him nine and a half million dollars a year either, and and plus incentives. I mean, that doesn't include get to a major bowl, you know, win win ten games, uh, SEC coach of the year. I mean, I'm sure that contract can go up in the $11, 12000000 million range. I don't think Florida wanted to do that. But I think in the end, I think people are excited about that they're getting the opposite of Dan Mullen, a guy who's big on relationships, a guy who's big on discipline, a guy who understands and, and puts everything into recruiting, a guy who's very humble, got humbled because he – got fired at Clemson and that kind of changed his whole attitude about himself, about how big a deal he thought he was. And he's, he's, you know, 
that's what you're you've got here. But like you said, they lose the opener to Utah, and everybody's going, "Well, I don't know why we had to go get this guy." Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that in? Monday when if they lose to Utah and all the great calls we'll get that Monday. Right. Switching to basketball tonight, you know, 8 o'clock game. Uh, let me ask you this. We've played Oklahoma three or four times in the past, and it seems like we always play out there. Did, did they ever come to the, come to Gainesville? They played them in a neutral site game, I believe, and killed them one year just a couple of years ago. Yeah. They, have, they did play – well, a lot depends on was how that – Was that when Ron Kruger was still there? Yeah, a lot depends on how that Big 12 uh, SEC challenge works out. Um, in terms of where you where you who you end up playing, so you could play. Oh, we played West Virginia two years ago, or maybe yeah. no, it couldn't have been could have been last year. It was the, it was 2018 in the Bahamas. The Bahamas, played right? Was, yeah. What was the score of that game? 65. We destroyed them, I believe. 65-60, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. I thought it was a, no, thought it was a big was, game. Then there was another year where Florida beat them really badly. But anyway, but the game tonight. I, I mean, it's. You know, you beat them. I mean, it's early. It's a good quadrant one win, but I, I think it would be huge to, you know, put a, put another notch on them. I mean, they're they're a good team. I don't think they're ranked yet, but I think they could, you know, being at home, I think Florida is a one-point favorite, which only because of being ranked, but it, it could be an interesting game tonight. That's, that's Yeah, what I'm they got a really on. good coach in Perry Moser, who was uh, at Lafayette. Uh, George Mason. No, Loyola. George Mason, yeah. Loyola, I mean. Loyola, Chicago. Same thing. Right. Oh, don't they have? That's like they got the, the nun. Yeah, that nun's not coming with him to Oklahoma, no. though. And then she like 90, 90, 90 What if he announced like... he was going to USC during halftime? That would be something. That'd be cool. Who's that? Their new coach, Perry Moser. Oh, really? <laughs> that'd be that'd be good. But um, yeah, I mean they're a good team. I, I you know just what a little studying up I did on them. They they're a big team. They make a lot of shots. Um, uh, you know we'll see if Florida can. Use that defense. Clamp down the defense on yeah. them anyway. So do what they've been doing. I got you. They got to hey, do. Show, all right, John. Guys. Thank you. They got to do that thing they do. That's right. Exclamation point. Twenty seventeen is when they did that thing you're talking about. Oh. Eighty four fifty two in the uh, SEC Big Twelve that Challenge. Yeah. That was in Norman. Yeah, I remember that game. It was weird because they Florida just destroyed them. them. Yeah. But they did. All right. Let's get a break. We'll come back and wrap up the first hour. You're listening to the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jolie Katzen. Both the women's and men's Gator basketball teams are on the road tonight. The number 14 undefeated men's team is traveling to Norman to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. The Gators are 6-0 and look to stay undefeated against the 6-1 Sooners. For live coverage of the game, come right here at 7:45. The Gators women's team will be in Fairfax, Virginia tonight taking on the George Mason Patriots. The Gators are coming off of a win against GW and are looking for their seventh win of the season tonight at 7. The Santa Fe basketball team is hosting Hillsbury Community College tonight at 7 p.m. and look to extend their 8-1 record to 9-1. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs, and see why Big Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There are so many great Gator fans out there that show up on Saturdays. They're losing their voices and making sure they do what they can to help the boys get a W. The Gator Collective was established as a way to create opportunities for Gator players in any sport and give you, the fans, exclusive content that nobody else can get. Something special is happening, and this is a chance for you to be a part of it. Check out everything you need to know and unite yourself with some of the best student athletes there are. Log on today to thegatorcollective.com and start making a difference in Gator Nation. There's a ton of great benefits to living out in the country. The space, the stars, the farm animals, and the ability to swim naked when need be. But the one thing that I found out that's not cool, when the septic stops. Then there's a wee bit of a problem. Thankfully, I was able to call Newsom Well and Septic, and I was saved. This family-owned and operated business is the best, whether it's commercial or residential. They do well drilling, pump repair, pump outs, drain fields, septics, and they're available 24-7 if need be. Kyle and Josh Myers have been at it for as long as Dooley's been writing. So if your toilet don't swallow, give them a holler. Newsome, well and septic. Remember the name because you'll certainly remember the results. It's the strongest offer ever from International Diamond Center. Now through December 12th, you get IDC's already unbeatable price, plus an extra 10% savings. And to make it even more affordable, you get five years zero interest financing. This is an unprecedented, crazy offer. Take an extra 10% and then spread your payments over five years, zero down, zero interest. And yes, this is all engagement rings from our exclusive world-class designers. Imagine a $12,000 designer ring with a GIA certified diamond, take 10% off, then pay just $180 a month or an $8,000 designer ring minus 10% and just $120 a month. You can even finance the sales tax. IDC makes it easy to upgrade her diamond this Christmas with our largest ever selection of GIA and Forevermark diamonds. Get 10% instant savings plus 60 months zero interest. And as an added surprise for the first 12 days of December, go to shopidc.com for some secret buys on some great holiday gifts. Merry Christmas from International Diamond Center. In celebration point, approve credit details at shopidc.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Don't be a turkey this Thanksgiving and make your family and friends watch your old TV. Let the pros at Electronics World get you ready for the parades and football games with the new Sony TV or a home theater room with enhanced sound and seating to optimize the viewing experience for you and your holiday guests. For less than you might think, from design to installation, you can count on the pros at EW. To find out more, visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. 
Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football, the NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. This makes me kind of sad. I'm looking at one of my old little notebooks here. It's like all the games from that weekend that I was going to watch. They're fading away. Now they're gone. Just like our time is in the first hour, so we'll get David to wrap it up. Hey, David. Good afternoon, guys. Good to talk to you. First off, I have to give a shout-out to our very own Pat Dooley who was mentioned on the Chuck Oliver show. I don't know if you heard this, Pat, but uh, they were talking about Cecil Hurt, and uh, they were talking about iconic sports writers, and they mentioned you. So congratulations for that. I think they meant uh, ironic sports writers there. So, <laughs> Well, that may be true, but, um, hey, you know what? I'm probably described by other Gator fans as a sunshine pumper because I, I've always been on board with Dan Mullen. But, Jeff, I have to tell you, when you did your show the week before the South Carolina game and Dan spent five minutes talking about cheese. Queso, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, and he talked about what great practices they had and everything. Um, I tell you what, fellas, I am just so ready for a culture change down there. You mentioned Jacob Copeland, and this is a guy that is constantly on Twitter. If he spent as much time working out with his quarterbacks and his route running as he does on Twitter, he may be actually live up to that four-star billing. And, you know, I think Billy Napier um, will do this, but I hope the uh, next group of coaches will really look into the character of the guys they're recruiting before they bring them onto campus. Fellas, I love your show. Oh, one last thing. Pat, I just found your podcast, Another Duly Noted, and I love it. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're Thank you, David. We're doing our 100th podcast um, next Friday. Dang. 100. Is it like a party? Celebration? No. Dancing girls? No. But if you want to bring some, we we can do it. At least have a shot or something on the air. Be fun. Well, they're not open until 3, right? Still... Sneak behind the bar, grab something. I can try, but yeah. no, I, I mean, he. I think he makes a a great point, and I even. It's it's weird, uh, ironic as you go back and use that word, that he said that about that because I I tried to change the subject, twice during that, and he kept just going back. It it just showed you that he wanted no part he of talking talk about, about football. football. He did not like talking about football. With non-football people. Yeah. And that when I say non-football people, I'm, I'm talking about me. Yeah. Even though I watch more football than the average human being, not but not more than a coach, obviously. He did not enjoy, though, that those kind of conversations, um, whether it was fans or, or media. Um, and I think that's why. Yeah, because if you, if you would ask a question about a certain situation, you never it's almost, well, it, and it's almost like, well, you're, you're, you're an idiot for not knowing like I think the biggest one was remember the Anthony Richardson stuff in yeah. the second week yeah. when he hurdled the guy, 
and you're trying to get him to say something positive about Anthony Richardson. Just be negative. And it was, well, he missed three different things, so therefore he had to scramble and make that play. I wish he would have done this instead of that. No, As opposed was, to just saying, "Yeah, my guy's really athletic. I think he's got an opportunity to be really, really good." And you know, kind of. But he never really pumped up trash for Heisman last year no. either. But what what he was basically saying in both those cases, I believe, is, "Look how good I did," you know. And if Anthony Richardson's not going to do the things I want him to do, I don't care if he runs for a touchdown on every play. Yeah, well, not, not playing I'll, him. I'll sign up for that touchdown run on every play. It's <laughs> it's fine with me if he wants to do that. But yeah, I think he. You know, here's my structure. You know, All right. We got to get second hour to begin. We'll do it right after this. WRUF Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer. Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre-owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99.95, everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection. Many come with remaining factory warranties. And all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new-car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. So why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected, like-new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street. Online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. This holiday season, when you open a new Radiant Visa Platinum Rewards credit card this December, you're going to receive an extra 2,000 bonus points, and the points keep on stacking up. Plus, for the month of December, you'll earn double the points on every purchase and double the dimes with Radiant's exclusive Dime Back Rewards program. And the savings doesn't end there. You'll also get Radiant's special 4.99% introductory rate for six months on your new rewards credit card. So this holiday season, skip the store credit cards with rates as high as 25% or more. Instead, sign up for your new Radiant Visa Platinum Rewards card. You'll get 2,000 bonus points, double points on all purchases, double dimes cash back on every purchase in December, and a great intro rate. So what are you waiting for? 2,000 bonus points, double points, double dimes, and a great intro rate? Visit RadiantCU.org slash bonus points for details. Radiant is federally insured by the NCUA. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri 
This is Florida Gator Jeffrey Meldon. And if you want free tickets to any UF sporting event, there's only one place to score them. Meldon Law is the only official personal injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and we're giving away tickets to all the games. Just go to MeldonLaw.com or visit Meldon Law's Facebook page to enter for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot, and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, we've got Dooley, we got Dozo, we got Will producing today. The iconic Pat Dooley. Yes. Said right here on these airways. That's nice. Now I don't mind uh, Chuck Oliver anymore. You Although know, it might not have been you him don't know that if said, he said it. it. Yeah. yeah, somebody else. It could have been my mom. Well, probably not her. She's passed away. Yeah. Could have been my brother. He might have called in. Cousin. Told him how great I was. Brother from another mother. Yeah, my other brother Jamie called Feinbaum one day and was talk going on about how great I was. Nice. He'd, he'd had a couple <laughs> snoots, you know. That'd be pretty funny. Luckily, Paul was really good about it. He was very, in fact, he was very complimentary. Well, good. So a lot of some people do like me. There's, there's a, there are a lot of people that don't. They are rare breeds, for sure. Some, but I am one of them. We like uh, callers as well. So let's get right back to them. Full phone lines as we talk football and a lot of basketball today. We'll see if that keeps going with Mike. Mike, what's up? Thank you for taking my call, especially the, the iconic Mr. Dooley. I uh, wanted to mention the Oklahoma game is actually not the Big 12 SEC matchup. We have a return game with them next year. Right. The, yeah, uh, no. the Big 12 game will be Oklahoma State later on. But what I'm asking, I have one question and one comment. The question is, what happened to our return game here with Connecticut? They were supposed to be here this year. So I um, lost that game. Yeah, that would have been a real, real good home game for us. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to see if I can find that out. It could be that um, because of of what happened last year with COVID, that a lot mm-hmm. of schedules got moved around and changed, and it could be that they're going to play them the following year. So I will check into mm-hmm. that. I'll find out and and find well, out where that where that went. What I wanted to say is, of all the conferences we play, the one I most look forward to to playing seeing teams is the Big Ten. And I was incredibly impressed that Tom Izzo was so nice to play here after a game had been canceled a couple of years before. And the series with Wisconsin was great. Ohio State's been here twice. A school that's sort of my it school, I wish we could play home and home with the Indiana, even though they're not that good right now. Because on my bucket list, I'd love to see a game at Assembly Hall up there rather than going to Rupp Arena because Indiana's a gorgeous school. I've seen the campus. And the Big Ten's kind of cool because they have big arenas, and it's the thing you do when it's, there's three feet of snow mm-hmm. everywhere you just go to a basketball game or wrestling match. And so it's a very big sport, and much more so than the SEC. Yeah, I think and, it'd be great to to have Indi- just to see those Indiana uniforms and 
the candy stripes. Yeah, in Gainesville. I think. I mean, I know that they've played Indiana in the past, but I think it's. Have like, you ever been to the game there? No, that's. that's, that's um, we we got to go there for a baseball regional. Gosh, that was mm-hmm. like 2014. That's right. Yeah, that was a two and through. Yeah. Had the lead in both games. Yeah, right? had the lead in both games, blew it. But I did get the opportunity to go inside the arena and and see it. It just it was different than what you imagined, but it was obviously it's all sideline seating and it's yeah, it was it was it was cool to bad. see for sure. <laughs> what um, what was more different than you imagined? Indiana when you went there, or the or, first time you went. Yeah, to Vandy. I would still say Indiana, to be honest. Well, Vandy, it's like I, it was nothing like what I expected. Yeah, it's weird. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Mike, thank you. It's it's weird. It's like I I told somebody I said this is going to sound sacrilegious, but it's almost like Augusta. Like you can explain Augusta and you can watch on TV, but till you're actually there, yeah. you have no idea what you're looking at. It was the same with Vandy. When I walked in, I was like, "Holy man, this is weird." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly so. All right, back to the phones. We get uh, Zach to join us next. Hey, Zach. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I just want to make uh, two quick points, and I'll get off the air. I know you guys are coming to the end of the show. Um, I just want to bring up a point that our friend Buddy Martin posted uh, earlier today. Uh, this wasn't a tweet from him, but it was a repost that he found. And this gentleman brought up a pretty good point, and I kind of shook my head in awe this afternoon because I really didn't think about it. Uh, This guy posted on Twitter, he said, Today I cracked open my old copy of Urban's Way, a a book published after the 2007 season, and I had forgotten about an entire three-page section Mm -hmm. on how difficult Dan Mullen's personality is. (laughs) And he he highlighted some points, and some of those points were Meyer on meeting Mullen was I was ready to fight him when I first met him. Uh, Meyer again said, Tim almost didn't come to Florida because of Mullen. We had to overcome our quarterback coach to get Tim Tebow to come here. Tebow's father and high school coach warned Meyer that Tim didn't like Mullen. So that's just some points, and I thought it was very interesting. There's a few others on there. You can go on Buddy Martin. Yeah, I, I read that too. And uh, But, you know, look, the bottom line is uh, uh, Scott Strickland has spent years and years with this guy working with him. So he, I think that everybody thought that Dan had – uh, matured a little bit, had gotten to a point where he wasn't, didn't always think he was the smartest guy in the room. And I think right. in his first couple of years, that wasn't the problem. And he was actually pretty yep. good with us. And then it was almost like beating Georgia. I think that's when the light changed for him. It went from yep. I agree. red I agree. to yellow or to... green to whatever. Do you agree yep. with that, yep. Jeff? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and going back to what Jeff was saying earlier, I can about smell the toast conference. burning. You know, we we were uh, talking about it during the season. You know, sometimes during the press conferences, Dan can be a little smart, a smart aleck attitude. And you know, when you're winning football games, you can be you can have a little smart aleck attitude and be okay. But when you're losing games, that's going to go over like a lead balloon. But my second thing I want to bring up too, and I don't think we're going to have an issue with this with Napier here, but I think we can all agree that some of our players did not play with any kind of pride or anything this season is like we had to get up and, and play for these games but one thing that i think would solve that problem which again i don't think we'll have this issue you know that video they play before the team runs out you know on the on the jumbo scrum, you know, what it what it means to be a gator how about sending some of those guys out there on the field and having them watch that video because that's what gator nation's about and that's what our program's about and that's what we're trying to get back to so um you know i, I don't think we'll have an issue with that but it was just driving us nuts during the season. You know, some of these players in it for me, me, me. They need to go out there and watch that video 
and uh, it might change their perspective on what what we're about. Yeah, and, and Zach, I, I think you could even see a difference in this last game against Florida State on the way they pulled some of the guys. Like, they pulled Brenton Cox after he was offsides twice, and obviously <laughs> Mullen didn't necessarily do well, that, they, and, and Grantham they didn't do that. They, Emory I mean, Jones, yeah. yeah they, they pulled other people, so... If somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do, I mean, they, they got him off the field, and, and we didn't necessarily see that when, when Mullen was leading the team. I agree. I agree. I, it was a big – you know, I, I was I was happy with how our defense showed up against Missouri. You know, we, we couldn't get it done. But you could tell that they, they kind of had a little bit of fire in them, and then definitely for the Florida State game, mm-hmm. how, you know, they were being a little chippy, you know, coming out with some fire. It's like, well, where was all that during the season? Where was that during the Kentucky game and the LSU game? But – Nonetheless, it's, they did come out with fire, and I was happy with the way they played. And it was an ugly win, but any win's a good win against Florida State. So, yep, um, didn't mean it's a good game, team. but it means it was a yeah. good win. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good win when you don't have to listen to the Florida State fans for the rest of the year until next kickoff. So, yeah, and I mean, right, thank you, Zach. Where are the FSU fans right now? I mean, I'm just saying mentally, where are they? Okay, you know, we had this terrible story. You know, we've been through so much. We went through the Jimbo Fisher basically rejecting us and bolting on us and barely getting them bowl eligible. We went through two years of Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart and, and Dan. It's so funny when Dan Mullen went against Willie Taggart the first time over in Tallahassee. All you took from that game was, wow, one team's really well coached and the other one's not, right? And now when, when they play against Mike Norvell, both teams aren't very well coached. So... Uh, but where are you if you're an FSU fan? You're, now you went five and seven again, and you're not going to a bowl game. And well, hasn't it been four losing seasons in a row? I, well, I know it's been three. I thought the well because did they lose their bowl game when they went? Remember they scheduled Louisiana Monroe just to get right into a to bowl. get in the bowl. Yeah, I have to look that up. One thing I did look up, and my memory is really good on things that don't matter. Okay is I remembered Florida playing Indiana in Jacksonville, and they sure enough did in 1977. The last time they played them was in 84, uh, and they also played, and that was a Norm Sloan loss. And then in 74, I think that was uh, in Honolulu. So that was would have probably been the – I don't know if there was a Maui Classic back then. But I Florida 0-3 against Indiana, so maybe they don't want to play scared the Scared Joe, what's up? Welcome to the tailgate. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hey, Joe. Oh, yeah, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? We got you. Okay. Yeah, I didn't mention my name. So, yeah, I'm talking about players. Uh, I was watching NFL games several weeks ago, watching the Cardinals, and there's this quarterback by the name of Wilson, and he's like, he's make. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, okay, I got. Okay, so I hear the guy by the name of Wilson, cornerback, and he's making tackles and he's breaking up passes. And I'm going, is that Marco Wilson? And sure enough, it was. He was starting for the yeah Arizona the Cardinals. Cardinals. And it's like, what the hell did he do the last two years for Florida? He he was afraid to tackle people, and he was like ten yards off the ball and giving up easy first downs. And so I, I don't get it. Yeah, his his job wasn't on the line then. You know, he was going to play no matter what he did. Including yeah, after throwing the shoe, they didn't take him out of the Made game. Made him the captain they? the next week. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, so just, I just wanted to bring that up. Just another one of the 
you know, whatever. Mullins, I guess, whatever. That's it. Thanks, guys. All right. Jeff, Thank you, you, are, you are correct. Four straight losing. But five and seven, three and six, obviously the COVID year. Six and seven because they did get into a bowl game, but they lost the bowl game. And then uh, five and seven, the last year of Jimbo, they went seven and six by buying that bowl game. And they, so they got to go to Shreveport. Nice. That was a desperation move there. Nice. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back, keep it uh, going. It's the second hour of the tailgate, and it's brought to you by Meldon Law. They won't back down. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Keish Laspinall. Florida Gators men's basketball is set to play an away game tonight in Norman, Oklahoma, against the Oklahoma Sooners. The Gators are currently on a six-game win streak and hope to make it seven against the Sooners. The game is scheduled for 8 p.m. with live coverage right here at 7:25. Gators women's basketball is also set to play an away game tonight in Fairfax, Virginia, against the George Mason Patriots at 7 tonight. Women's and men's Gator swim and dive are currently underway for a day-long event in Greensboro, North Carolina. 19 current Gators and volunteer coach Katie Ledecky are set to compete throughout the four long course meter event sessions. Today's opening day and the competition goes on until December 4th. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Keish Lustenal. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021, or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling into the fourth quarter of the year like the Gators wide receivers, open and ready for business. 2021 has been a crazy ride so far, but we've made it through thanks to our loyal customers and support from all the tailgate listeners out there. Don't forget, in addition to our classic deep dish gourmet pies and unforgettable garlic knots, we have one of the only salad bars left in town. Come to Leonardo's Millhopper, eat the food that Gainesville grew up on, and don't forget to mention the tailgate 10. Man, I'm good. One take again, Jeff. It's not bragging when it's truth. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator athletic games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest, and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. To some, that may just sound like ice hitting heavy-duty plastic. But to a Bud Light legend, 
It's a signal that says it's time. Time to dust off the barbecue tongs and load up the cooler with 37 Bud Lights and an assortment of dips. Because it's time to take back all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light Legends. Let's take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This Friday on ESPN Radio, it's the Pac-12 Championship game. 10th-ranked Oregon goes head-to-head with 17th-ranked Utah and Las Vegas with a trip to the Rose Bowl on the line. It was Utah who blew out Oregon on November 20th and ended the Ducks' hope at the playoff. Can the Utes take down Oregon again, or is it revenge time for the Ducks? Number 10, Oregon. Number 17, Utah. Coverage of the Pac-12 championship game begins Friday night following Gators Volleyball right here on WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I saw this thing last night. Dave Grohl was on this show. Who was a drummer for Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, and now, of course, the Foo Fighters lead singer. And he was, he got, he's gotten to be good friends with Paul McCartney. And Paul came over for dinner one night, he and his wife. And uh, his his daughter was out there. And Paul couldn't help it. There was a piano and he sat down and started playing Lady Madonna. And the little girl sat down with him and she he was teaching her how to play it and he goes it's the only time I've ever taken a picture of Paul McCartney but that I had to document oh, my yeah. daughter's getting her first piano lesson from Paul McCartney and then so the next day she's out there playing the same song still trying to figure out the chords for it and he comes around and he's watching her and she sees him watching she never played piano again she walked she walked away from it Jeez. That was a funny story. I, I still have the uh, picture of our first radio show together so above my bed. Post it up. You need to rethink your life. <laughs> I know I'm iconic, but I'm not sexy. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, it's time for PG to join us. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. New- newly engaged, I think I saw. Yeah, man. I know. I'm, I'm hoping I'm still engaged. You're going. You're going later. right back into the prison. You're breaking in like that guy in Shawshank Redemption. Breaking back in because you know what? I, I can't squeeze a drop. I can't squeeze a drop without permission. Well, he he just didn't want to work bagging groceries. So nah. he's like, screw that. Brooks was yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, and so was Red. I mean, that was, yeah. that's a great movie, man. Yeah, it is um, great. Man, so. So Diabate, it's got a few things. So Diabate's been very vocal lately. He started slow a couple weeks ago. But did you guys see when, when uh, Coach Brewster you know, posted, this one's for Dan, yeah. you know, thank you. And, and then he wrote, you know, this one's for who? So he's, just, <laughs> he's, he's like on fire, man. Like, and, and it's weird, too, because he, I mean, he's one of the better spoken guys out there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, always would, would want to – that, that's who Florida would want to bring to the press conferences so he could talk and hype up the team and different things. So it, it is very strange how 
badly he is uh, now. Think about going. what SEC media days is going to be like next year with with uh, Napier, with uh, with obviously with Brian Kelly. With I mean, who knows if Heupel goes to Oklahoma? It could be a new coach up there. Lane Man. Kiffin feeling his oats. And, and and that leads me to this. So, you know, the Brian Kelly thing because Notre Dame could still theoretically and has a chance to get into the college football playoff, especially because week to week everything is just completely upside down, except for one and, and two, or well, even two is negotiable week to week. But so, is a lot of this happening because of the? early signing day which is what maybe four years old yeah which i thought was weird anyway because i'm a recruiting guy and i'm like we're they're in the season and then the 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 reason for it everybody was told was that it would help the coaches but i was like well if you're coaching and you're trying to finish strong i I just you you know in the season i don't yeah a lot of coaches were against it they didn't want it in the first place I and think, then well, remember the early on it became like then the the real signing day. There was yeah, more people committing yeah. then than actual yeah. February. It was like an afterthought. But yeah, PG, we talked a little bit about that yesterday, and you know, just making the point of, I think you might see a lot of guys actually wait now because of all the changes and the things that have happened. So you now have an opportunity to to restart things and get into position and convince guys to hey, give me a shot now, or don't sign in December, and then. February seems to me is going to be way more important this year than since the, the start of this thing. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know who made the rules. I guess it's the NCAA who's essentially mm-hmm. kind of powerless. But they made the rule before NIL, or even they saw that. Maybe they knew that was coming, and then the transfers being immediately eligible, your first transfer, because you know you get the twenty-five count. You know, you, you can sign twenty-five. You, and now you want to make sure that, you know, you don't sign too many high school guys maybe because the transfer portal is so important. Um, I, I just – do you think they'll change that? Do you think they'll say, hey, we're going to we're gonna get rid of not this year but, like, next year? Because, you know, I just don't see how that's – because you got coaches leaving. If it, it seems like it's essentially because they want to get ahead of – get their rosters right at their new place because of – Well, so yeah, but here's, here's the thing. Was there one coach? Because coaches leaving, it, it has nothing to do with with the early signing period. It's coaches getting fired earlier that that really has a lot to do with it. But would any of those coaches not have been fired eventually? Like event, you know, after the season, um, you know, I mean, I, so I guess I, I it may not have that much of, a, of an impact on it. I know everybody believes it has, but uh, it it has to do with the timing of it but not whether those coaches would have been in trouble anyway. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying because now you got a guy like case in point Kelly going to LSU when his team is still in contention. So that I don't think we've ever seen that before. No, no way. So, he, he stressed the importance of trying to make it right at LSU as opposed to you know trying to win a national title, which is just nuts to think about. Yeah, it's it's just so weird. And I I don't really like that the early national signing day, especially no. With like I said, the transfers you've got to count them now. You're getting high end guys. You, you don't know how many. You don't know who's going to be in there. It, it's a very confusing time. But to watch a coach like Kelly leave when his team could make the college football playoff, I don't think I'd ever seen 
any. I mean, I don't think I'd ever see that. Well, we've only you're trying to. How many years we've had a playoff? So yeah, there hasn't been a lot of opportunities. Was it eight years now mm-hmm. for coaches Something. to leave? Um, and certainly, most coaches that are going to a playoff like that, they're secure with that job. Yeah. I mean, the the the, yeah. the the one that that stands out to me is is a basketball one, which is, you know, when um, Frieder, Bill Frieder announced that he was leaving Michigan after the season, and Bo Schembeck was the AD. He goes, "No, you're not. You're leaving now." And he moves Steve Fisher, and they win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just heard that. Yeah, I remember that. I heard that story this week. So yeah, that, that's a good example too. But just strange times, man. And money talks. Look at look at Scherzer. He had the Mets <laughs> on his no trade list. Yeah. And then he signs with with the Mets, and you know I'm a big Mets fan. And man, watching Scott, I watched the press conference today. We had lunch doing paperwork, but um, Scott Boris, he's just, I mean, he whatever you think about him, that dude, he just, man, he he looks the exact same from mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago. He hasn't aged at all, and he just continues to just get it done, man. I I don't know what he thinks made more money. Jimmy Sexton or Scott Boris? Scott Boris. Yeah, there's Scott Boris. Yeah, no, Boris there's, is every big three hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah I don't. Hard. I don't think Jimmy Sexton's on food stamps though. No. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm happy about the Napier signing. I think him getting organized and, yep. and uh, bringing things together. I'm excited by that, man. So that's just my two cents, man. Hopefully, they get rid of early signing day. Um, maybe not this year, obviously, but maybe next year, so everything can shake out. Yep. Coaches have time and don't bolt on their programs, you know, and and leave these kids. Yeah, I think that's, don't, don't blame don't blame a kid, man. No, you know, that's the other thing. Like, <laughs> don't blame a kid. Did you see last thing? Did you see Lincoln Riley's uh, farewell press conference with his team lasted all of two minutes, and the, and the players basically booted him out of there. <laughs> yeah, yep. and, and kind of the same with Brian Kelly. It wasn't even ten minutes, and he didn't even yeah. let him like ask questions or anything. He just, you know. So yeah. they're all free agents, man. Highest bidder, Max Scherzer. It's about the money. So. That's right. Anyway, thanks, man. All right, PG. Appreciate it. Let's get uh, Dave next. Hey, Dave, welcome. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Pat. So we, I don't know if you remember me. We were chatting the other day. And Jeff, you introduced me as saying, "Hey, did you hear he called you stupid?" And I said, "That's what my wife calls me." <laughs> yeah. Well, and we were, we were yapping a little bit about uh, about how fun it is up here in Tallahassee to beat the Knolls. Well, as we were doing that, I was driving in my car, and my wife drove by me, and the my phone shifted over to her car and cut me off. That's where I went. So she heard that little bit of conversation, which I got again at home. Um, <laughs> But anyway, the reason I was calling, I was getting ready to mention, the Knowles are tough. I like Mike Norville. But, you know, he's going to have to go 26-1 and one to equal well, the record at Florida State that Dan Mullen had at Florida. It's a pretty remarkable stat, but it's real. He's got a big hole to dig out of. No, it's – well – Here's the thing, and and you watch that game. Yeah. There's nothing that I saw there that I went, well, FSU's they're they're going to be okay. They're, you know, I, I they got a couple good players, and we talked about it. You know, I I don't know if Jermaine Johnson has another year or not. Um, I think he's gone. Yeah, but I mean, they've got some good players. They don't have enough. I mean, and both both those rosters are lacking in discipline, lacking in 
lacking in depth, and that's why they're both yeah. uh, they were playing for a bowl spot. Yeah. The, the other other thing I wanted to get you guys' take on this is, uh, I, I think we, we we kind of pound on the grave a little bit um, when we when we have a change. I actually think our program is better off than when Dan Mullen inherited it. I know some of the roster things are a little different, and there's certainly deficiencies in recruiting and things to fix up, and you know food issues and. Uh, perhaps the way we treat recruits and stuff. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think we're he left this thing better than he found it? Uh, I think from a, a win-loss standpoint um, yeah. and bringing the program back to relevance again and making this decision, because, listen, I think now you feel, if you're Scott Strickland, that Florida should be one of the elite, and it's easy to get there and it's it should be sustainable so i think that that brought that back to the the limelight again yeah and here the other thing is and i think people need to remember this is that dan mullen came in here with a um one of the edicts was make florida football fun again and he did mm-hmm. i mean for three yeah. years it was a lot of fun well almost three years <laughs> yeah except for the end of, the, of uh last year but you know the the auburn game the swamp was the swamp again the auburn game the lsu game you know, there was just – it was – the Gators were, were relevant again. They were back. They were on game day. You know, so he did a lot of really good things. And in one season, uh, they just kind of went away. And, um, you know, but look, it's the University of Florida. It has – now it is caught up as soon as that building's done. It's mm-hmm. caught up with uh, – as far as facilities. They've got to do other things that Billy Napier – really stresses that uh, are going to cost money. And I, he got that, that agreed to. He got all those things agreed to, whether it was more people in the recruiting room, the snacks you have for the players and stuff like that. I mean, it's something he's really stressing all, all those little details. And you could see the la- a, a staff that's not stressing details plays the way Florida did in the last half mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Let me mention real quickly, I know you've got to run, but uh, quick since they're going to be honoring Lon Kruger out in Norman tonight, Lon Kruger's story. He's a good guy. I, I remember, really good guy. I liked Lon a lot. We, I, was, I was at one of his father-son camps that he had and, uh, in Gainesville, and we were there, and we just had a blast. And two things, really, I'll never forget. He knew every father and camper's name, and there must have been a hundred of us there in the first hour. It was just remarkable, his recall in that regard and how he did that a couple of days. And the other thing that was cool about that time is it was we all got in the Gator locker room with him, and we watched uh, O.J. in the White Bronco going down the <laughs> L.A. freeway together. It was a hoot. So. I hope, it, uh, I hope maybe we bring a little something of recognition for him tonight from Gainesville. Do you know if we're going to do that? Uh, I don't know. As far as doing something here for him? No, there, because no, no, they're, they're honoring Norman, him tonight. Bringing him something oh, to honor him oh. Norman, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I, would, I would assume they'll do something. And, and, I mean, people, people. You know, and mix, mix there, so. People that were around him, really. Yeah. And I, he was tremendous to us. The only time I was upset with him was, when he left here and he, yeah. he he was very critical of the way Florida was handling the basketball program. And then when, when they played Florida a few years later in the NCAA tournament, 
He said, no, I never said that. I never said that. That's, I, didn't, that <laughs> I never said that either. I didn't say that either. Well, we've got the stories right here. <laughs> Revisionist history sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, hey, thanks for the call, guys. All right. Thank Chris, you, Dave. Chris Harry actually bought, brought a file with every story that had been written. Who Anybody had written long or uh, interviewed Long Kruger after the uh, he left, left for Illinois because he was very critical. And there was a lot of it that was w- worthwhile criticism, you know, mm-hmm. having sometimes to get out of the gym because the football team had to come in there because of the rain, you know, stuff like that. He he was not happy with a lot of things. But the bottom line is he left here because of Vince Carter. Vince Carter going, not coming yep, here. Goes, I, that's it. I can't, I can't recruit here. Nope. And then Billy came in and did. That he did. Let's uh, get Philip next. Hey, Philip. What's going on, man? Uh, I know you guys are going on a break, so. I'm oh, we're good. We're, you, okay. This, it's not like I don't normally talk fast, do I? <laughs> um, hey, look, uh, the funny thing about Norvell, I think he's just a guy. I mean, that was a dumb, boneheaded call. I think we got a – there's a penalty, and he, 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 he took it. Instead of declining, it would have been a third and nine, yep. and he took the penalty, which, I mean, why would you a third and nine? You can't stop a third nine? I mean, penalties are great to take, but if you're already sitting at third and nine, why, why back it up and give him two more shots for a big play, which happened? I mean, that's, he's, you know, he's just a guy. Um, look, I'm, I'm very happy with Napier because of the things I heard. I don't know anything about the guy, but I've been a, been a, lot, of list, a lot of podcasts I've been listening to. Uh, I think LSU just sold out. They're trying to buy a championship. Instead of build a program, so he went and got the so-called big name guy. But I mean, who is he? I mean, he gets all the advantages of the world. He's at Notre Dame. He plays the ACC half of it. He plays what um, Army and Navy, and you win those. And with Notre Dame name, you you get special treatment anyway. And then when he did get to the championship games, he got his ass handed to him. So he, I, to me, he's just a guy. When we talked about the money at work, I said, "Hey man, tell me your top three coaches. If you could wave your magic wand." And picking the coaches, the people are like, well, Nick Saban, uh, Belichick, you're going to the NFL. Never anybody named that guy. He's just a guy to me. He's not a bad coach, but he's just a guy. I'm not, I'm not paying him that kind of money. And you're, you're going to a school, and they got some NCAA stuff coming their way. They got yeah. Title IX stuff. They got FBI stuff looking at them. And, I mean, that, that's crazy. So they went for a big name. But everything I've heard, there, there, there's other podcasts out there, guys. I think we know there's a Gators Breakdown. And he had these guys on one thing, Josh Cole. He he's a guy that runs a raging cage, and he follow he he does their stuff like you guys do. And he had him on, and it was like a thirty minute interview with this guy. And to listen to what he said about him, uh, about how he is, uh, how he recruited. When he stepped in there, uh, Louisiana was on. I didn't know they were on probation. They were losing uh, almost twenty scholarships, and he walked in the door, and he still had a good recruiting class his first year. He said they had a lot of culture problems in the locker room, and how this guy is, he came and cleaned it up. He's he's a very structured guy. Just just listen to the podcast. A guy who knows him, and he had another guy named Kevin Hagen who came on. I guess he's an Alabama guy. He's on some podcast or he's in the program there, and he talked about his time at Alabama and how his relationship with Nick and how he's people say, well, you know, are you worried he's going to be Jim McElwain? He's like, look, he is. He may have worked under Jim for a year. But the difference between Jim McElwain and, and Napier is like night and day. They're not the same people. So I was impressed to listen to two people who, who knew him intimately. And the things I'm hearing 
is, is very impressive. So what he does when he gets on the field, we'll have to wait and see. Well, look, I, you know me. I'm like, we should win all the time. There's so much talent in the state. But it's in bad shape. So next year, if we go eight and four or something like that, it's a rebuilding year. Look, as long as we play, well, I think this guy's going to build what we need. And yesterday, listen to Steve Russell. There's a guy who called in. He says, look, I'm on I-10. I'm in Louisiana. I called in because I picked your pod, your, your show up on TuneIn. Is my son plays for Louisiana right now. He said he came to our house, and my son was looking at a couple other schools. He said, man, after we sat down, me and my wife wanted to play for this guy. He says, you're getting an incredible person. That's why my son immediately went there. He's still there now. So I'm loving what I'm hearing about this guy. All we can go by is what we hear. I'm not drinking Kool-Aid too early like I did with everybody else and what I did with Dan. Dan had everything he needed except he let the players, he let the inmates run the asylum. Um, the quotes we're hearing about and um, Brian Cox, I mean, yeah, what, four or five sacks? It's because it was an easy get to the quarterback. He doesn't chase anybody down. Right. Those kind of players are our problems. The trading, flexing your muscles after every play, wagging your finger because you made one stop. Billy Napier, this guy said, when he got there, a lot, he goes, look, when he gets there, you're going to see a lot of guys are gone. Mm-hmm. They're out of there. I watched a thing on YouTube with Bob Stoop. They were interviewing about the Florida job. It was Friday. He says, you know, how, what did you tell us about the Florida? He's like, I'm retired. I'm not going back. He says, when I went in to Oklahoma, I booted a lot of guys out. That's what I guess. If you go into a situation that's got bad um, uh, going on in there, he goes, I'll guarantee you when they get that coach, you're going to see a lot of guys leave, and that's a good thing. You clean house and you get them out of there and you start your own culture and you build it from the ground up. So, I'm pretty excited about him, guys. I, I, I think we got a good guy here. He's not a big name, but I really feel from what I hear, go listen to that podcast. Here are these two guys who know this guy, and you guys probably heard this too. I'm pretty excited, so go Gators. All right, yeah, Philip, and, you know, I, I think when you hear what Strickland talked about in the press conference where Mullen was let go, there was a lot of that kind of stuff, like yeah. understanding what this university is, what – on a national scale it it does what that logo the gator logo means across the country but it you you just obviously had to do some things internally that weren't just wins and losses and x's and o's that make that program the way that it should be and yeah you know we've all heard stories about napier i was on a show the other day and talked to a guy again with an intimate relationship with napier and knows him very well hung out with him all the time and said the same thing. He said, you're absolutely going to love this guy. It's always... He did say that about McElwain, though. Remember all those Alabama guys? You're going to love Jim McElwain. Yeah. We liked him okay. I, I had no problem. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm at his house jumping in the pool in the Christmas party, it, so I didn't have a problem with but him. But in the end, it, we love Will Muschamp. You know, it, yeah. it, all that matters is whether you can build build a good program. And, right. and Gator fans won't be patient. They never are. No, but They won't start now. It's uh, it's the process, like the Seventy Sixers. The they got there. Dequarius is next. What's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good. I I love the Billy Napier um, hire, and if Billy listen, I just want to say something, to Bill. I'm not a coach. I don't play like I know more than a coach, but I know what I see when I watch there. First thing you need to do, Billy, is get Chris. Boga out of the out of the transport portal, and and put uh, Britton Cox in the transport portal. <laughs> Boga, Boga is a dog. Yeah, he gonna give you he gonna give you a hundred percent 
until the whistle is blown. Cops, cops need to go, man. He, he, he's the main reason why Bogus gone. Cause cops should have started. I mean, Bogus should have started over cop. Point blank, period. I, I agree. I mean, oh. I, I can't deny that. I think there was really a lot of frustration. It was so evident too. And the first thing that I saw this morning as I'm scrolling through Twitter, it's it said. I think five tackle, and it was this big picture of Brenton Cox that he posted, and it said four five sack, tackles, five four socks. I was like, whoa, whoop de doo you had five tackles. That means you only made one other play. Because that's all he did. Yeah, because all you're doing is trying to make a name for yourself and get to the quarterback. You don't do anything else, and it's it's really frustrating to watch that crap all year long. Hey, and and I'm going I'm to just put it like this. Him and Trey Dean, they bring it on themselves because – before the season started, Trey Dean with Holland, he the best uh, safety in in college football. Mm-hmm. Then Brent Brent Cox said he the best pass rusher uh, for 2022. Like, come on, man! And then y'all get out there and your words don't back. I mean, your your play don't back up your words. No, it didn't. And and I, there was a lot of guys that were had high opinions of themselves. And I think, uh, you know. That's something that probably should have been but it'll, convinced it'll, out of them. And, and it'll get corrected, yeah. everything that we know. Yeah. yeah, and they talking about cops coming back. I hope to God not. I hope he transfer or uh, declare for the um, draft draft, and, and don't get drafted. Yeah. And definitely, Maybe he'll wake up then. Definitely didn't deserve the number one. I'm not sure if either of the guys that, that had it this year deserved it. No. Well, nah. and Cox is already – but he did, had to sit out of here, so he would probably get a, be able to transfer and play right away. Yeah. Yeah. What other uh, D1 school he going to go to and play right away? Uh, there's like 90 that he could go to and play right away. I mean, the guy just had four sacks in a Division One game against a Power 5 team. Somebody's going to take, okay. take – uh, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to line up to get him. Now, it doesn't mean Alabama or Georgia or Clemson – or Ohio State, or schools like that, but Mississippi State, or you know, um, you know, you can you can go down a list of of different teams. Washington State, I don't think he wants to go live in Washington State, Pullman, but there there you know, uh, there there are definitely schools that would take him. Be happy to have him. Oh, okay. All right, Aquarius. That's all I had. Yeah, appreciate you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll snag a break, come back and wrap it up. It's a Wednesday edition of the Tailgate. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 124-9384. 
Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kishla Espinal. Florida Gators men's basketball is set to play an away game tonight in Norman, Oklahoma against the Oklahoma Sooners. The Gators are currently on a six-game win streak and hope to make it seven against the Sooners. The Gators have won two of three all-time against Oklahoma. The game is scheduled for 8 p.m. tonight with live coverage right here at 725. Gators women's basketball is also set to play an away game tonight in Fairfax, Virginia against the George Mason Patriots. The Gators are currently on a five-game win streak and look to make it six against George Mason at seven tonight. Santa Fe College men's basketball is scheduled to play tonight at seven. The Saints currently have five wins and one loss. The Saints look for another win tonight against Hillsborough Community College. Back to your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Keisha Espinal. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let, put the worry in their hands and then you'll have a great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. BC Powder knows life pushes us to the max. Work to the max. Family to the max. It can all mean pain to the max. So BC introduces new BC Max Strength. New BC Max relieves tough headaches and body pain at the speed of powder. Nothing stronger on pain without a prescription. Pain to the max? New BC Max in a great tasting lemonade flavor. IDC's kicking off the Christmas season with a spectacular and unprecedented crazy offer. Now through December 12th, you get IDC's already unbeatable price plus an extra 10% savings. And to make it even more affordable, you get five years zero interest financing. It's our most aggressive holiday offer ever. 10% instant saving and 60 months financing with zero down and zero interest. How about a $4,000 pair of diamond stud earrings? Take 10% off the top, then pay just $60 a month. A $6,000 designer bracelet with matching earrings 
minus 10% instant savings, then pay just $90 a month. Everything's included. Eternity Bane, Fashion Rings, Colored Gemstone Jewelry, All New Designer Jewelry from L.A. and New York, Stackable Rings, Cuban Link Necklaces, Find the Perfect Gift with a Perfect Pay Plan, Five Years Zero Interest Financing, You Can Even Finance the Sales Tax, And as an added surprise for the first 12 days of December, go to ShopIDC.com for some secret buys and special offers on some great holiday gifts. Merry Christmas from International Diamond Center. In celebration point. Approved credit details at ShopIDC.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, Jeff's yawning over here. We got to get him out of here. He's ready to go home, get a little TV dinner, watch some gators. Yep. I wonder if Kelsey's going to watch me today. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she doesn't. She doesn't like watching me because I tend to get down. When... Although this year's team, I have haven't been a lot of negative things. Not mm-hmm. much negativity. At all. You do say a lot of negative things about the cattlemen, though. So yeah, let's uh, see what happens on this call. What's up, Mikey? Hey, guys. Little cattle call here at the end of the day. Two days in a row. What's up with that? I don't get it. I've been kind of busy. Hey, um, at least you made hey, it. Here in the show, guys, can y'all please catch me? Yeah, can y'all please catch me up on just straight info? I don't really have much of a take today. Um, anything new on Notre Dame, Oklahoma, or uh, Miami? No. Miami's still not open. Okay. Nothing new on no, yeah, nothing new on any of that today, huh? Nope. I heard Mandy Diaz's uh, buyout dropped two million dollars uh, today. Did y'all hear that one? No. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, Florida here, guys. Um, what's uh, the details dribbled out yet on uh, um, Billy Two uh Billy yet uh, figures? No. What were we waiting on there? Sunday when he gets yeah. to town. When he gets to town is when they'll release it. They don't want to take anything away from oh, his okay. his championship game because unlike some coaches, he sticks around for his team. Yeah. Right, right. No, I'm talking about salary and years right. and stuff. Yeah. No, that's they're, they don't okay. want it, so, so like, anybody to even talk about uh, those okay. kind of things but, right now. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, we already know about Brian Kelly, right? Not, usually that comes out pretty quickly. Yeah, it comes guys. out, when, especially when you leave your team behind. Yeah, he already he already went to – got on a plane to LSU. Yeah. Those media boys, as you say, or uh, somebody said down there, Spurrier maybe. But you know this, Pat, you sound at MOU, and we're not talking about Mizzou. Remember uh, what was the name down there, uh, uh, O'Leary down there at UCF or wherever? 
So now he took Notre Dame, right? George O'Leary. Yeah, they found something so wrong that, in his his resume. Yeah. Okay. So 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 has Napier signed his contract yet? No, I'm sure he hasn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I mean, do you? Yeah. I, 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 I will tell you this. I bet you Brian Kelly hadn't signed his contract. I bet you Lincoln Riley hadn't signed his contract. Those guys don't sign their contracts. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Right away. Yeah, that's right. These dudes usually sign it. Right. They, yeah, these dudes usually sign the emoji lawyers and all that. But usually the details it's of kind the of an agreement in terms of the buyout. Almost always it comes out immediately year buyout in terms and all that. Hey, last question, guys. In the show, uh, any news on Mullen? I saw a picture of him buying a Christmas They's tree. Buying today, Christmas yeah. gifts and decorations for the house. Oh, they're in town. Yeah, where are they going to go? Oh, wow. They're in town. They have a house. Well, I know his wife shops in Jack. <laughs> well, his wife doesn't like to shop you know, for groceries in Daniel. I just heard he might be in the Bahamas or something. <laughs> he could be at his lake yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> All right. All right. God, the tired old. Lake Oconee is really nice. Yeah. He's got a sweet house up there. I know. he, it, And it, nobody should feel bad for him. I mean, I feel bad for him in the aspect of he got fired from yeah. the job. But, um, yeah, he's he's set for life. Let's get uh, Kevin to wrap up the shoe. Hey, Kev. All right. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you guys again. Happy uh, Wednesday to you all. You too. Um, all right, guys. You know what I heard? What was the old saying? May, may rest in peace, Al Davis. Just win, baby. Was that Al Davis? It was. Yeah. It was. Just win. So that's what we want to do here, Eddie. Just win. Um, you know, Muschamp was a good guy. And I think in, in one of his test conferences, uh, he said, uh, just didn't win enough. Oh, so yeah. want to win. Yeah, he, he got right. it. He got that part of it, yeah. <laughs> right. So my concern is, gent, um, is the expectation. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know, uh, Pat, if you, what was the Gator standard, would you say, in the 60s, 70s, 80s? Or pre Spurry, what would, what would you consider the Gator standard back then? What, um, I think, well, the standard was to come up short. <laughs> that was the standard. <laughs> uh, I mean, their goal was always to win the SEC all those years. Spurrier, that was his goal. That one reason yeah. it's such a big deal to him. Uh, was winning right. winning the SEC and beating Georgia because that's what he failed to do as a player, and he right. definitely wanted to make up for it as a coach. But yeah, I mean the yeah. Gator standard was, I I mean I remember as a kid going to games, and it wasn't like we were going to games thinking if they can win this game, you know. Hopefully nobody gets uh-huh. in the transfer portal, but uh, <laughs> no, it was just like w- play that game that day, and you and you guys would play hard, and you'd kind of enjoy watching it, but it was more entertainment than anything else. Uh-huh. Is that more like, would it be like a, I don't know, like to relate it to like Mississippi State type thing or, or uh, I don't know, um, I don't know, some other school, Duke or something like that, where you're just happy to, to win? Is that a fair comparison back then or pre-Spurrier, the expectation um, or, or the standard back then? Because uh, And I guess the, the long and the short is, is that I think our expectation and the standard has to fluctuate. But my concern is is that when next year's schedule, I'm looking at Texas A&M, their coach is making up to $10 million a year. There's an LSU coach now that's making up to $10 million a year. There's a Georgia coach that's also making probably, I don't know what he's making. But at any rate, if the standard is to win the SEC or is the, uh, the standard just to get to the SEC, what should it realistically be? Uh, because what's being pumped in to football 
by the other schools in our own conference seems to outweigh where we are now. And even in the two or three years, we may still be playing catch up. And so my concern is that will we ever be happy because our expectations are so high that when you compare it to what the other schools are, are at and are going to as well, we just may not be there. Yeah, no, it's 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 a tough hill to climb. I mean, it's a great question, but I think yeah. you have to set the, the foundation, and that's what they think that they're going to do to get it to where now Kirby has yeah. got it in four and five years. There were, there were cracks in the foundation yeah. here. So, so it's 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 the right start, Kevin. Thank you. And, and then you still can have bad years, but your bad years can't be you're fighting for bowl eligibility. Yeah, bad years eight. Eight four, yeah. yeah. Which it should and, have been this year even. Well, South Carolina and Missouri. It's 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 really sad when you think about it. I mean, that could have been an eight and four team, and Dan Mullen still be the coach. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. No, we wouldn't have something to talk about tomorrow. That's a good point. I'll have something to talk about tomorrow. You won't be here. That's right. Volleyball tomorrow. They start the NCAA tournament. That's where I'll be. But Dules will be here, gracing you with his goodies. For Dules, I'm Dozo. Peace out. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Here's what's happening. New LSU football coach Brian Kelly today held his introductory press conference. He told reporters he never entered this season planning to leave Notre Dame, but the opportunity to coach the Tigers was just too exciting to pass up. Also said he looks forward to meeting the standard of expectations at LSU. Kelly aligns perfectly with the Tigers, according to athletic director Scott Woodward. His vision for what LSU football can become is the same as ours. He's not here to simply fit into our culture. He's here to transform it. And most importantly, his expectations for LSU football are the same as ours. He's not just here to win. He's here to win championships. LSU AD Scott Woodward. NFL ESPN's Mike Triplett reporting that Taysom Hill will make his first start at quarterback this season for the Saints tomorrow night against the Cowboys. And after missing the last two games with COVID-19, Dallas receiver Amari Cooper expected to return for that game, according to ESPN's Ed Werder. NBA Heat center Bam Adebayo will have surgery on a torn thumb ligament this weekend. He's expected to miss four to six weeks, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. We're back on Thursday and looking ahead to the best matchups of Week 13, including one NFC West quarterback making an impressive audition while another is playing his way right out of town. Thursday morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Canty and Gullet Jr. Winning a national championship would be great. What we've enjoyed here is also something to me. That is a very acceptable outcome at this point, right? Like Mm. I've said, not being embarrassed in front of company has been a really nice change of pace from when I was a kid growing up and watching Notre Dame. It is hard to win a national championship. What I want for the next head coach is someone who can come in and continue to build and recruit to the identity that we've had while also continuing to push the university. Brian Kelly and Jack Swarbrick, Notre Dame's AD, have pushed for a lot and gotten a lot done in the last decade plus at Notre Dame. Part of the discussion around Brian leaving was there's still a little bit more that needs to be done if you're going to keep up with the Joneses in the way that college football requires now when the Dome doesn't necessarily sell itself anymore. Canty and Golick Jr.
Fourth quarter here on Kenny and Golick Jr. on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Mike Golick Jr. and Chris Canty. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We want you to get at us on the Dr. Pepper Twitter line at Mike Golick Jr. at Chris Canty 99. And Gojo, we got to react to the news around college football. Not only did we have the college football playoff rankings come out, but we also got to see the introductory press conference from your former head coach, Brian Kelly. And I know when you did the rankings reaction show last night with uh, Christine Williamson and Jason Fitz, one of the things that you said you were proud of is how the leadership, the guys in the locker room, and the coaches that are on staff there seem to be holding it together in the wake of losing Brian Kelly in terms of this group staying focused on the task at head, which is bowl season and potentially having a chance to compete for a national title. Yeah, and I think as we all talk, and understandably about what's going to happen, Notre Dame at number six in the latest round of rankings, and if a couple of key losses happen this weekend, could very much be in the mix. But we know that head coach, or lack thereof, might be used against them here. It, it just, Chris, from what I've talked to and guys on the inside, just hearing anecdotally around the program, it is an incredibly focused group of guys that whether it is the CFP or whether it is the New Year's Six, I have a feeling are going to be more ready for this than most teams in their situation should be. And that's a testament to what they've built, certainly what Brian's been a part of in five straight 10-win seasons. But you know this, the best locker rooms are led from within. And I, I think I underestimated just what the DNA looks like for a group that has had five straight 10-win at least seasons and, and what goes into that in a day-to-day basis of the habits these dudes have built. Yeah, I mean, winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. That's the old Vince Lombardi. And it's clear that Brian Kelly put a culture in place that allowed this program to have five straight double-digit win seasons. But to your point, with Gary Barter insinuated last night in the press conference and talking about the latest rankings, that a head coach could potentially be, uh, absence of a head coach could potentially be used against you in the final rankings, although it didn't play a part this time around. Let's go to that sound. Let's go to Gary Barta and what he had to say last night about Brian Kelly, potentially the absence of a team's head coach going into the final rankings. The committee obviously is aware of all the coaching changes while we were going through the rankings. This week, uh, it didn't apply because the games that occurred and uh, we evaluated based on those games. Once the championship games wrap up, to your point, our protocol does include the ability for the, the committee to consider a player or a coach not being available, and should that have a, a, an effect on the outcome of a game, that can be considered. Uh, at this point, we'll have to wait and see how that factors in, but it is one of the criteria that's now added to strength of schedule, to head-on-head uh, -head competition and, and uh, winning championships, et cetera. Yeah, Heather Dinich, our ESPN college football reporter, who does an outstanding job covering the CFP, pointed this out. That was not always in the language, Chris. She believes it was largely added last year in the middle of the COVID season where you could have had a coach test positive and be unavailable for a team in a given week. And so if you're the committee considering that, you'd say, all right, well, if Michigan played Ohio State, but one of the coaches wasn't on the field, we could factor that into how this plays out here and I know that's going to be the headline, and I've seen everyone, and I understand, and I, I really appreciate like the way people look at this and try and focus on the players and say, these guys have poured their heart and soul into this. Why are they having this held against them in this spot if they've really got a chance to do this? The only thing I would pour a little bit of cold water on that with is 
I think it's going to be so much less about that, Chris. That's if like everything's razor thin and the margins are all equal besides that. Yeah. Notre Dame doesn't have a win against a current top 25 team, according to the CFP's last round of rankings. They don't have a chance to make that any better this weekend, and they didn't really down the stretch of the season. So I think all of those things are going to factor in a lot more than the head coaching situation. Then who knows? Could be resolved well before then, depending on how quickly this coaching search for Notre Dame goes off. Yeah, and I hear you on that, but it feels awfully punitive to the kids, the fact that the committee would weigh something like that, knowing that the program or the student-athletes have no control over whether or not Brian Kelly's going to stay there. So I just, I, I'm with you on that, but at the same time, it's just kind of like this is one of those where since the committee put them up there, knowing that their strength of schedule was what it was, knowing that they didn't have any wins against any top 25 teams as far as the rankings were concerned, I mean, the selection committee still decided to put them at six and they're within striking distance, given that all the teams that are in front of them are playing on conference championship weekend. And we know that at least four of those teams have the potential to get knocked off and Notre Dame sliding into one of those spots. So, I mean, if one happens, there's still a possibility. If two happens, I think there is a strong likelihood that Notre Dame can backdoor their way into this thing. But Again, when we start talking about trying to parse between, you know, a two-loss non-conference champion versus a one-loss Notre Dame team, I, I don't know, man. I just hate that the deciding factor would be Brian Kelly's absence in all of this. Yeah, I, I listen, if I were a betting man, I'd say by the time we get to Selection Sunday, I could imagine that not being a problem for them anymore. But as it sits right now, that's going to be one of the things that gets talked about on all of this. And I understand the frustration that's going to come with that. It's Canty and Golick Jr. here on ESPN Radio, Mike Golick Jr. and Chris Canty. And so for everyone else to place, because you're right, all it would take, Georgia beat Alabama, Oklahoma State get upset by Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. You've got yep. your opening in that. I think the Michigan-Iowa upset is a lot less likely, but it is still a thing that could make all of this possible. But what really made all of this possible is the move that happened in the heart of this. Brian Kelly announced as the next head coach of LSU today. He did have his press conference earlier today. We do have sound of that. If Brian Kelly talking about what convinced him to take the job down in LSU and start all this conversation in motion. When you get an opportunity to talk to Scott Woodward and he presents a clear vision of the plan here and the opportunity, it was, it was an exciting uh, vision for me to look at and as I got a chance to you know speak to more people um, about this opportunity I just felt it was something that I had to take on that was now a head coach of LSU Brian Kelly apparently covered in buzzing bees <laughs> but uh Chris like <laughs> we all know what convinced him to take the job here Brian was going to get up and say all of the right things in the press conference today and that's who he's going to be down there he talked yeah. about going and you know learning more about the state of Louisiana since so many people seem obsessed with the fit and the cultural fit down there like Listen, I think it's probably going to be harder than everyone involved thinks it's going to be, Chris, but yeah. I do know and believe in Brian Kelly's ability to kind of survey whatever room he's in and figure out how to fit it best. Yeah, I think he's proven that he has a certain level of awareness. And let's remember this. I mean, he did coach at Notre Dame. That That's a national recruiting type of program. Like, you're going into living rooms and talking to families all over the country. So I, I don't necessarily look at that as as big a deal as some people are making it out to be. But the one thing that I will say is for Brian Kelly, I don't think this is about money. I think the motivation for him 
was about being able to consistently compete at the highest levels of the sport and actually have a chance to win a national championship. Like, he won a national championship at the Division II level at Grand Valley State, but to actually have a chance to win it at this level, the highest level of the sport, I think that's something that matters to him. And in this scenario, this gives him a chance to close the talent gap when it comes to competing against teams like Alabama, competing against teams um, that were you know, considered to be like teams like Georgia, like Michigan, like this gives him an opportunity to close that gap. So for me, I, I think this is more about him trying to eliminate the excuse as to not winning a national championship because of the talent disparity and more about, okay, I've got a chance now because I've got the same type of players. Now it's all about my coaching ability being able to be highlighted and coming to the forefront. So I think that's what the motivation is. And I got to say, Gojo, I kind of respect it, even though I don't like the way that he left Notre Dame. I kind of respect the motivation behind the decision. Well, I mean, and the money. Oh the man, money. it's not about the money. Come on, he can he can make the money. Yeah. Make that much money elsewhere? I I think a lot of it's still about the money, and that's okay too to be part of the calculus of this decision. Like, I am certainly not going to judge that. Like in all of this, Chris. The conversation that we're going to have going forward about what the college football playoff committee and the powers that be should do about this. Is uh-huh. this good for college football type stuff? Like the one thing I really don't begrudge is coaches going out there and getting money. I just get mad when people then out of the same side of their mouth, come back and get mad when players sit out bowl games or players try and transfer for the best opportunity. Like we can have both, but it's just so traditionally been, we can only have one and then not the other for the people with far less advantage going their way in the players. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. And maybe if Brian Kelly was stayed and not being able to add a national title on his resume, he wouldn't be able to leverage Notre Dame for more money, but it's not like Notre Dame has any shortage of cash around there. Like they, that school prints money, so it's not like, like they they couldn't ante up and you know give Brian Kelly a salary that's competitive with the best coaches in all of college football. But the reality is that LSU is more desperate at this point in time than Notre Dame, so the financial commitment is going to look a whole lot different. Only thing I would say is this: I think the motivation for Brian Kelly is much more about trying to prove to himself and others that he's one of the greatest coaches in the sport. And adding that national title to his resume, I feel like that's the finishing piece. Because you're talking about somebody that's 60 years old. So this is the end game for Brian Kelly when it comes to college football. And this is when he wants to add that final piece to say, yeah, I I belong amongst the greatest coaches in college football history. Uh, It's just a reminder, too, as you said that. Brian is 60, and this is for sure something that a coach would do at the end of his career. Nick Saban is 70 years old and still seems like he is going to be out here caving our heads in for another five or six years. I mean, hell, that's probably being generous to the rest of us here. 888-SAY-ESPN, <laughs> Reminder, speaking of college coaches, Lincoln Riley going to join Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max tomorrow at 8.30 a.m., the newly minted head coach of USC. Coming up next, though. Did Bing Bong and the Knicks get hosed by the refs last night? And what the hell's Tom Thibodeau going to do about it? We'll get to that next here. Candy and Gold Jr. on ESPN Radio. We're back on Thursday and looking ahead to the best matchups of Week 13, including one NFC West quarterback making an impressive audition while another is playing his way right out of town. Thursday morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. In college football, Goodyear a new season means new possibilities where every Saturday is an opportunity on the road to greatness 
No matter if you're out there playing your hardest or cheering the loudest from the sidelines, tailgating in the parking lot, or your favorite spot to watch the game, Goodyear knows passion is what drives us forward all the way to the playoffs. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear, more driven. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. And right now at Wendy's, they're only a buck each. Wendy's breakfast biscuits, just a dollar. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet your buck on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price of participation may vary. Limit five qualifying items per transaction. Not valid in a combo. Excludes honey butter chicken biscuit. It's the strongest offer ever from International Diamond Center. Now through December 12th, you get IDC's already unbeatable price, plus an extra 10% savings. And to make it even more affordable, you get five years zero interest financing. This is an unprecedented, crazy offer. Take an extra 10% and then spread your payments over five years, zero down, zero interest. And yes, this is all engagement rings from our exclusive world-class designers. Imagine a $12,000 designer ring with a GIA certified diamond. Take 10% off, then pay just $180 a month for an $8,000 designer ring minus 10% and just $120 a month. You can even finance the sales tax. IDC makes it easy to upgrade her diamond this Christmas with our largest ever selection of GIA and Forevermark diamonds. Get 10% instant savings plus 60 months zero interest. And as an added surprise for the first 12 days of December, go to shopidc.com for some secret buys on some great holiday gifts. Merry Christmas from International Diamond Center. In celebration point, approved credit details at shopidc.com. 